Hey, welcome to Holistic Marketing. This is where we bridge psychology, spirituality, and marketing to create more clients. I'm Martina Thomason, and I teach you how to do organic marketing that is in alignment with your personal values and feels good to your soul. If you don't want to run ads or learn all the technical aspects around marketing, but still want to attract and convert clients, listen on. I hope you're doing great. Before we get into today's topic, I have to first tell you about this beautiful experience that I had. I went out last weekend and on the Friday, our Prime Minister announced that the following day, Saturday at 4pm, Oslo, which is where I currently live, would fully reopen. So for nearly two years bars and clubs have either been closed or required us to sit on tables without guests being allowed to go over to other tables and now last weekend the government decided that they would end all restrictions and that there would be no more mask mandates no more keeping one meters apart so basically going back to pre-pandemic life and the city was packed with people and every club or bar had you know tens and hundreds of meters with lines outside of them and we got into one of the clubs and the vibe was insane it wasn't like you know the music was any better or anything but people were just so happy Everyone was super polite, super friendly, warm, welcoming and oozed of excitement to finally be around other human beings in a normal setting and at some stage in the middle of the dance floor my eyes actually teared up because it was so beautiful to see how genuinely happy people were to not have any restrictions put on them anymore so yeah I just wanted to share that you know event that almost felt like liberation day or, or a historic event with you. <laughs> anyway, today I am here to help you understand why you're not creating more content on a consistent basic, why it's so hard for you to put yourself out there and how to start creating more content. Hint, hint. It's probably not what you think it is. <laughs> so why is it important to create all of this marketing content anyway? Like truly, it's not just because everybody does it and you should do it too. It's many good reasons why you should do it. So from a purely market strategy standpoint, the more content you create, the larger your online footprint is and you also stay top of mind of your people. It builds your authority in your domain and you get to test how your people respond to the concepts that you share. And these concepts can eventually further be developed into courses down the line. And by taking action and creating content, you become more familiar with what you're truly passionate about and what will become your signature contribution in the online space. You don't have to have a set tone of voice and set branding and set message to start creating content. In fact, it's often better if it evolves organically and 
as an authentic expression of who you are becoming. So apart from marketing strategy, sharing a lot of high value content is also helpful to your potential clients. Many people fear that if they share too much free content, that they won't have anything more to give their people in their paid offers. But I invite you to look at your own content consumption patterns. You probably listen to one podcast episode after the other and spend hours and hours scrolling on Instagram without implementing what you're actually learning. So the way I see consuming free content is that it is an awareness practice. Your potential clients might become aware of something or learn something new on an intellectual level by consuming your high quality content, but they're not getting it in a truly deep, integrated, embodied way where it's second nature to them. That requires practice and that's what our paid offers are for. Our paid offers are where we take people deeper. Our clients get to really implement what they're learning week after week. So we want to create lots and lots of great content so that we help our people the first step of the way for free. And then when they work with us, we will help them apply it to them specifically. We want to help our potential client as much as possible through this free content, which is one of the reasons why we want to create lots of that. We want to create lots of content because we show them that we know what we're talking about and we create a relationship with them through the value that we share. Now we understand why we should create lots of high quality content. We are living in a time where we have access to all the information we need in order to create great content. And it sounds pretty straightforward, right? Just punch it out, you know, from years and years of experience and all the rest. So then why are we doing it? I've heard just about any excuse, but most of them boils down into either of these eight reasons. And I'll, I'll list them out first and then I'll go into them deeply afterwards. So one, lack of time. Two, lack of skills. Three, lack of ideas. Four, comparison to others. Five, overcomplicating things. Six, fear of the response. Seven, fear of responsibility. Eight, don't feel like it. These are all points of resistance that you may experience towards marketing your service and that are preventing you from taking the action. And they all come back to mindset or the thoughts that you have about taking action in terms of your marketing. And some of them are also based on trauma triggers. And I'll, I'll get more into that as well. But it's so easy to get frustrated at ourselves for never being able to stay consistent <laughs> and then bulldoze and shame our way into getting it done eventually. But that's not sustainable when the reason you are not posting is anchored in subconscious trauma triggers or lifelong societal conditioning. <laughs> So for example, the comparison to others or fear of the response, which refers to fear of judgment, fear of rejection, fear of ridicule or conflict and so on, are most likely trauma triggers. 
And we are afraid of a perceived consequence of putting ourselves out there. And our scared internal parts are working against against putting ourselves out there because these parts are trying to keep us safe and have us not post in an attempt to try to keep us small, hidden and safe. So the inner critic might even chime in and add some spice to that soup too. (laughs) You know the drill, you know how it works. (laughs) The good news are that at the deepest level, what we are ultimately afraid of is the feeling of discomfort that putting ourselves out there brings. If we're feeling not good enough compared to others or afraid we'll be judged or ridiculed by others, we aren't actually going to get physically hurt. The worst thing that will happen is that our body will experience the discomfort of having those emotions. So if we're willing to feel those emotions in our body, we can start to build confidence and a sense of achievement. And I help my clients as well to integrate and move through the emotion, truly to integrate it and um, disarm it. But when we start to build confidence and, and this sense of achievement, we teach our scared parts that we are in fact safe. You don't have to go all in with your most controversial, mind-altering concept right away, but practice getting bolder and bolder. A feeling in our body is as bad as it gets. So putting yourself out there requires courage, but taking courageous actions leads to building confidence and Emotional bravery is a muscle that needs to get exercised if you want to succeed in building a business. And you know, as with everything, the more we practice, the easier it gets. So how do we start marketing our business consistently? What is the antidote to these perceived obstacles that I mentioned? I'll go through each of these uh, one by one and invite you to answer the questions for yourselves as well. And remember that the fastest way to get results is to develop your brain. Do the introspection and come up with the best answers for you specifically. Okay, so here we go. Lack of time. Instead of saying, I don't have time, try saying, I'm not prioritizing this right now. And see how many times you don't prioritize working on your marketing or business when you actually have time for it, but choose something else. Everything in life is prioritization and as the saying goes, if there's a will, there's a way. If you had a sick child, you would make time for that child and seek help if you got stuck. Also, go to your settings on your phone and see how many hours you've spent on social media or see how many hours you spend watching Netflix every week. See how many times you prioritize tidying your home over marketing or building a business. Obviously, there are seasons in life where we have less time, but for the most part, it's actually just an excuse for something that we resist doing. Your marketing doesn't have to be fancy or something you spend hours doing. You can simply document something you're learning or doing. Just get something out there of value. So, Share your thoughts on a topic within your field of expertise. It doesn't have to take long. Number two, 
This often refers to skills either within your own field of expertise or to marketing and selling your expertise. You spend most of your time consuming content or courses and little to no time doing the actual things that will attract clients to come and work with you. You're also not taking what you learn about marketing and selling your offers into action because you're constantly telling yourself that you have to learn this thing over here or that thing over there before you can actually put yourself out there. And this is nothing less than a form of procrastination that comes as a result of insecurity of your own abilities with your current expertise. So while perfectionism or learnerholism as I like to call it, most likely is due to some sort of emotional trauma, we have the power to change our thoughts to something more empowering. We get to exercise thoughts like, no one will ever get to the finish line of learning and because I'm further along than many people, I can help so many people right now with what I have, what I know and all of my experience. Even if I'm a new coach, I have a lifetime of helping conversations with people that I can draw upon. Number three, lack of ideas. This falls into the category of freeze or flight in the fight, flight, freeze response. If we're a coach within a certain topic, whether it be mindset, holistic health or whatever else, we tend to be pretty nerdy about it. It's our jam and we spend most of our spare time pouring ourselves into it. If you're being totally honest with yourself, you know that you have truckloads to talk about within your field of expertise. Just remember back to a time you were having a conversation with a friend who is also interested in self-development, coaching, spirituality, psychology, health or whatever your thing is. My educated guess is that you could not stop talking for hours and you went home all pumped up and energized about the conversation. (laughs) You do have ideas. You have lots of things to talk about. You just get freaked out about the idea of sharing it online because you're afraid of the consequences. Your scared internal parts make you go into a freeze pattern where you feel like your brain doesn't work and that you have nothing good to bring to the table. You could also drop into flight, which shows up as procrastination, doing anything but market your business. (laughs) This quote-unquote lack of ideas mindset can also come from a perfectionistic mindset where you are afraid that what you share won't be good enough or that people won't care. But here too, we get to choose to assume that people who follow me are just as interested in this as me and they're curious to hear what I have to share. My followers are my people, my crowd, and if they don't like what I say, they are welcome to unfollow me. Number four, comparing ourselves to others. So compare despair or comparisonitis, as some people call it, is such a common one. And it's closely tied to the imposter syndrome and builds on a belief that we are less than someone. It's easy to invite the good old perfectionism into the mix as well, thinking that 
if we aren't as good as them, what's the point anyway? Who would want to work with us when this other person over here is doing so amazing and they're doing something similar to us, right? It's another way of thinking I'm not good enough. If you find yourself comparing yourself to others a lot, I would highly recommend you unfollow them, just for a while at least. Following them and comparing yourself to them has not proven to give you great results, so let's change that up. Also, we get to practice thoughts like, I'm not here to compare myself to others. I'm here to share what I'm passionate about and to help my people through my voice, through utilizing my unique background, personality and energy. Number five, overcomplicating things. So many fall into this trap when it comes to marketing and most coaches don't have a background in digital marketing and get so overwhelmed by all the things they think they need to learn in order to succeed in attracting and signing clients online. And if that's you, you might spend hours and hours browsing the web for the best courses on Instagram or Facebook strategies, ad funnels and all the technical stuff. Stop it. <laughs> you do not need this. As a person who has worked in a digital marketing agency and help companies grow online for about a decade, I'm here to tell you that I am not even using this in my own business. It's not necessary. You can build a business by simply sharing your knowledge and creating offers that sell. I teach my clients how to do this and they are so relieved that they don't have to do all the complicated technical stuff. You don't either. So just lower your shoulders, stop overcomplicating. Overcomplicating funnels and all of that is one thing, but most people tend to overcomplicate everything. <laughs> if you want to make a video, for example, you want to have the perfect light, the perfect sound, the perfect angle, the perfect editing tools, the perfect effects in your video, you want beautiful transitions and maybe a finishing touch with some suitable music in the background, which you'll probably spend three hours finding by browsing on a royalty-free music page. I see you. <laughs> I've been there too. <laughs> but it's not what will get you the clients. When I wrote my master thesis, I discovered through my research that people follow you for your relatability, authenticity, and the value of the content that you share. Not for any of that other fluffy add-on stuff. People want their problems solved, not a pretty video or a technically advanced funnel. You could literally make a video as you wake up and still sit in bed with your hair tied up in a messy bun, with poor lighting, average sound, and say something that changes someone's lives completely, so much so, that they reach out and say they want to work with you. So the moral of this story is that you always want to ask yourself, how can I do this in an easier way? How can I get this message or this value out in a way that feels simpler and more fun to me? You know, everyone's different and something that is hard for others might be your jam. You always want to ask yourself, how can I make this easier because if you overcomplicate you will postpone you will be procrastinating and even if you actually film the video it'll probably be sitting on your phone unedited 
and not helping everyone and stressing you out because you're shooting and shaming yourself over it. <laughs> so simple wins the race. Simple changes lives. Number six, fear of the response. This is huge and it has so much to do with trauma response. We procrastinate with creating and sharing content because we are afraid of being judged, ridiculed, rejected. We are afraid of the consequence of sharing content and putting ourselves out there. The freeze coping mechanism kicks in and we blank when you try to create something or we flight by procrastinating. And I encourage you to sit with this. What are you actually afraid of? When you find an answer, ask yourself, why is that so bad? And not in a like demeaning way or rude way, just like loving and compassionately and curiously. Why is that so bad? And ask yourself as many times as possible, all the way to your core fear. Once you have discovered that root fear, play out the worst case scenario. What you'll find is that it won't be as big and threatening as you've made it out to be. With a fear of the response, it can be helpful to practice thoughts like, I am safe and the only thing I'm really risking is to feel emotional discomfort. I am willing to feel emotional discomfort in exchange for building my dream life and dream business. Number seven, fear of responsibility. Fear of responsibility most often comes from a lack of confidence. You're not confident or you fear that you will make a mistake, that you'll disappoint people, that you'll fail. You're afraid of pressure, of putting more weight on yourself, which you're not confident that you will be able to handle. You're probably afraid of some sort of conflict arising as a consequence of taking a certain action that you don't want. And some part of you might really want to sign a client, but another part of you is afraid of the responsibility that comes with it. Therefore, those inner parts, quote unquote, self-sabotage you and have you feel yuck by the thought of marketing your business and selling your office. If you haven't yet listened to my previous podcast episode on self-sabotage, do yourself a favor and listen to it straight after this episode. Good thoughts to practice if you're afraid of responsibility can be it's safe to make mistakes. Every human on earth makes mistakes. If I don't follow my passions and share my knowledge for fear of failing, I will fear upfront. I fail 100% of the times I don't try. And if I don't dare to take on responsibility of signing clients for fear of disappointing them, I disappoint myself and I'll never get better. If they are not happy with my services, I could always refund them. Number eight, don't feel like it. <laughs> when we just don't feel like it, it's often because we don't recognize the importance of our work. We just think, meh, it doesn't really matter if I share this content or not. People don't really care. I mean, they can find this information elsewhere anyway. Nobody really cares if I post about it or not. They're too busy in their own lives to care whether or not I share today or this week or this month. <laughs> Does it sound familiar? Yep, 
I've been there too. <laughs> and when we don't have a strong sense of why we do what we do, we don't see the importance and feel the urge to take action right now. Simon Sinek wrote uh, the amazing book, Start With Why, and it has so many great points. However, we can end up using this concept against ourselves, and I've done this too, a lot. Um, you know, if we don't have this big, roaring, earth-shattering why for why we do what we do in business, we can feel like we don't have what it takes to build it. This huge why can often seem too grand, too vague, and too hard to relate to. So I invite you to bring it closer to home and fall in love with the process and not the outcome necessarily. Why is it important that you create and share this content? When I lived in Japan and worked as a full-time artist, um, painting oil paintings in a previous life, <laughs> it feels like, it wasn't that I wanted to revolutionize art. It wasn't that I wanted to make millions of dollars. It wasn't that I wanted to become the world's most famous painter in modern times. It wasn't that I discovered some magical unicorn fairy dust transformational art therapy that I just had to share with the world. No. What got me up at 4.30 in the morning on some days and staying up until 3 a.m. other nights painting was my thoughts about my art. Inspiration came flowing through me as I focused on what my artistic expression was. How could I make my art my own way? And in what way would that positively impact the people that observed my art? The inspiration came so hard and fast that I just felt like I needed to capture it and get it onto the canvas as soon as possible. And I didn't even think about the outcome of it. I was just so focused on the process of it, like the creation of my art. And in a short amount of time, I was selected as one of five international artists to show my art in a large exhibition with 700 guests in Japan and when I came back to Australia I had a solo exhibition and got the press to come around and cover the opening night and I created all of that for myself just because of my devotion to my paintings and creating art on a consistent basis and and it was my thoughts and feelings that fueled it all it was the thoughts and, and feelings around the process that created all of this but my art journey hasn't been the only time that I've been in flow pretty much every day. I've created it in my other businesses as well. And the common denominator for not being in the, meh, this doesn't really matter, but rather in taking massive inspired action day after day, month after month, was, as I said, the thoughts about what I was creating. When I have thoughts like, this work is so important and most people don't know about this and that it's possible for them to have it too. So I have to get it out there or I have so much to share around this or I want to help my people even if they never end up paying me. These thoughts create a fire in my gut 
And there are many more thoughts like these where they came from, but I just wanted to give you an indication of what they can look like. And they don't have to be massive like, I have the cure for cancer type of thoughts. They can be a lot more grounded and centered around your specific sphere of people and area of passion. That being said, you've heard me list out suggestions of what you can think for each of those eight common excuses and how to light a fire in your gut. But hearing me list out some thoughts without feeling the feelings that accompany them is like reading a 2D cartoon magazine versus watching a full-on 3D movie with those special glasses to really step into the movie. I don't know if you remember those glasses, but if you didn't experience that, um, what I'm trying to say is, you know, reading a cartoon magazine or or VR goggles. You've got to find the thoughts that sparks your fire in your belly. And if you want help with this, just DM me on Instagram and I'm happy to help you. So as you can see, you can either focus on why sharing content is important to you or you can focus on why this is important for your people. What changes that will make in their world As you'll hear me talk about time and time and time again (laughs) is that there are always valid reasons why you're not eagerly throwing yourself out there and sharing all the things that excites you. Your societal conditioning or emotional trauma triggers are mostly what is holding you back. You are not lazy or useless for not consistently posting. You are a human being with a valid reason and a human brain. But as I said earlier, we get to reclaim our power by practicing more empowering thoughts, by practicing courage and building up self-trust. We get to realign ourselves with our why, with the importance and joy of doing what we do. The more we do this, the more we grow our businesses and the more people we help. And you don't have to do this alone. If you consider working with a coach, I can't say how much of a difference it makes in our lives and businesses. Even if we're coaches ourselves, we still have human brains. We still have subconscious minds where we can't see our own patterns because we're too close to ourselves. We still get the best results when we have accountability and another skilled brain to help direct us back into alignment with our goals week after week. We still grow faster when we partner with an objective third party who is willing to tell us the things nobody else will and will help us evaluate how we work the best for the results that we want. And we still move faster when we hire someone whose job it is to do everything within their power and expertise for us to succeed. That's how we create results. By setting ourselves up for the success that we want and aligning our thoughts, feelings and actions with our desired outcome week after week. All right, my friend, that is all I got for you today. I am looking forward to talk to you next week. Bye. If you enjoyed this episode, pay it forward by sharing it in an Instagram story and tag me at Martina Thomason Coaching. 
If you want tips on how to create amazing content every week, make sure to sign up for my newsletter and get my free guide, 10 Holistic Marketing Hacks to Sign More Clients. It will transform the quality and quantity of your marketing from here on out. You'll find the link in the podcast description box, in the show notes, and in my Instagram bio. So make sure to grab that right now. I'll speak to you next week.